Today at the Hundred Club, we're joined by former Australian Test batsman, winner of the Big Bash with the Perth Scorchers, coach of the Royal Challengers Bangalore, but most importantly, here at the Hundred Club, the head coach of the Manchester Original, Simon Katich. Simon, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. So, Simon, at the Hundred Club, we've been loving the Hundred as fans, but how are you enjoying it as a coach? We've loved it. I think uh, myself and all the coaches at Manchester Originals have really been impressed with. Um, the players that uh, are in our squad and the way they've embraced the game and the, and the differences in the game. It's, it, it is similar to T20, but obviously with a few little rule changes, it's brought in some different tactics, um, which the players have enjoyed embracing and, and they've put on a good show for the fans. And I think you know, the fans certainly up here from what we've experienced in Manchester have loved it. Um, we've had some great home support um, and there's been some great cricket played. So uh, it's been really positive so far. You, so you touched a bit on the, the rule changes. What, what sort of unique challenges is, is the 100 format posing for you as a, as a coach? Well, I guess the biggest challenge was seeing, you know, the differences in scoring patterns. Um, you know, obviously 20 less balls, uh, not, sh- not sure potentially what winning scores would be at certain venues. Obviously, all the different venues have different characteristics with the wickets. And, you know, some of the games have been played on wickets that have spun, others that have been flat. So that can be challenging at times, making the, the you know, the adapting from game to game. Um, but, you know, overall, I guess from a batting perspective, that extra pressure on the batsman of potentially having a score quicker earlier in their innings because of the 20 less balls. So there's been a, a different dynamic to that and a different flow to the game. Um, but it's also been exciting because with wickets turning and, and some tired wickets at times, um, you know, the bowlers have been in the game and, and it's brought in you know, a different challenge for some of the batsmen compared to when they're playing in flat conditions, when the ball's flying everywhere. So um, I think the players have adapted really well. Um, they've been right behind embracing all these changes and um, have supported it and been really positive about it. Uh, I mean, have you obviously sort of got a side that's you know, packed with, with talented spinners? Has that been your message to the, the ground staff up at, uh, up at Old Trafford? Get players get us playing on some turners? Oh, look, I think Old Trafford always spins. You know, it's... it's from memory, it's always spun in all forms of the game and it's just the characteristic of the wicket. Um, and look, obviously, we have a number of spinners in our team who have benefited from that. Um, but we also got batsmen that enjoy playing here as well. So that's something that we've tried to look at with the team. Um, we know it's a big ground, so it is harder to hit fours and sixes at times um, with the bigger boundary dimensions. So uh, we haven't really had to say anything to the Curios. They've just prepared good wickets and... Um, you know, in terms of the way the summer's played out, there has been a lot of um, cricket played. So when we have played on wickets that are potentially spun a bit more, it's due to the fact that they've either been dry and um, been brought back up. So, um, you know, the, Matt and the guys here have done a great job for us. I mean, it was uh, certainly produced uh, an exciting exciting game game last night. I guess tough tough game for, for you guys. Um, you know, it was close, but um, you know, it was, I think, quite quite chased down 142. Did you feel that was a gettable target against the, against the Spirit? Yeah, look, obviously, um, we'll go through the review process today with the bowlers. There was probably a few little things that we, if we had our time again, we would have liked to have executed differently with the ball. Um, but overall, we felt we could chase the runs down. And at, at three for 21, after, you know, three or four overs, we were, well, set to five. We, um, yeah, we were in a bit of trouble, but... Um, credit to our middle order. I thought they played beautifully. And, you know, one stage there at the end, we looked like we were probably well on top and 
probably should have won the game. Uh, just couldn't quite close it out. But look, credit to the way the spirit hung in there, and, and particularly Brad Wheel at the end, and, and the young kid Cullen held their nerve to to get the big wickets of Ackerman and, and Brathwaite. And you know, in the end, you know, it was such a tight game. I mean, it was a game of inches last night. You know, Brathwaite um, nearly hit a six off his second ball, and sort of just flicked back, and, and the fielder almost touched the rope. You know, there's another five runs, and it's pretty much game on. And same with Joe Clark's dismissal. He was you know, only a matter of inches from going over the field as head to six. So that's, that's what happens in this form of the game. It's always going to be pretty tight. And unfortunately, it didn't quite go our way last night. I mean, you, you touched a little bit on, on Brad, Brad Wheel. At one point, he was felt like he was Jimmy Anderson reincarnate. <laughs> you know, dot ball yeah, he had a good ball. night. And, yeah, he had a very good night, the youngster. I mean, obviously, he was on debut too for the spirit. So that's what made it even more... Uh, of a fantastic effort that that was his first game of the tournament. Um, so he did very well, and uh, unfortunately, yeah, he uh, got them the, the result that um, we didn't really want. But um, look, we know we're still in the mix. Um, if we can win our last two games, we're certainly going to be right up there. So um, our round ra- net run rate is still pretty strong, and um, it's going to be an interesting last couple of rounds of games now. So uh, we can't wait to get back out there tomorrow at uh, Headingley. Yeah, obviously a big game. You. You'll know, having played for both uh, Yorkshire, Yorkshire and Lancashire, it's kind of the importance that that game will have for the for the fans. I, I'm guessing it'll be a sellout at Headingley. Um, how how you kind of how do you prepare your players for that for that game? You know, what does sort of the next you know, sort of 24 hours look like as a as a coach? Yeah, so look, we addressed it after the game last night that um, you know we had to make sure we recovered really well, um, so the boys would get over to the gym and the pool this afternoon at Old Trafford and do that with the physios and, and SNCs and, and do their work there. Um, if anyone needs treatment, they'll do that this afternoon, but it's a rest day that they're giving it a quick turnaround. But part of today is, is putting last night to bed. So we go through a review process with the bowlers today um, with each of them individually and, and go through the footage and talk through it so we can you know, put last night to bed, learn from it, and then move on to tomorrow and, um, and go through the, the process of, of going through the superchargers lineup. So we're prepared for that game. So, It'll be a busy day still, but the guys are aware that you know that's what the sort of routine we get into to prepare for games and give ourselves the best chance of winning a game of cricket. If we do that, we know that we're right back in the mix uh, with a winner heading me tomorrow. So our guys are still you know very positive and um, we'll come back strong tomorrow. Any kind of particular matchups you're looking forward to in tomorrow's match? Who, who, who you kind of pinpointed as going going well for the Superchargers? Yeah, look, uh, there's obviously, um, you know, they've got a lot of talent in their lineup. Um, you know, a lot of their overseas players, um, you know, particularly guys like Mujib and, and Lynn and, and Villas, um, you know, obviously pose threats. But, you know, I think the big threat tomorrow is no doubt Adil Rashid. He's been in fine form. I think he's still the leading wicket taker in the tournament. And he's a class act. So we know that he's going to be um, a challenge for us up there from our batting perspective. Um, and I guess, you know, from the from the bowling perspective, they've got a number of guys in their batting lineup that are obviously very good players. You know, Harry Brooks had an outstanding tournament. Um, uh, but, yeah, David Willey had a very good knock a few games ago in, in London. Um, Chris Ling, we know what he can do when he gets going. Um, and there's still, you know, a few other young players there as well in the middle order. Nicola Cadmore is a good young player. Um, so they've got plenty of talent throughout their lineup, like all teams have. And it all comes down to you know, who executes best on the day and, and who plays that match-winning knock or, or does a job with the ball. So we're aware that, um, you know, we've got to start again tomorrow and take all the positives from last night into tomorrow and, and yeah, um, try and keep that quiet, uh, crowd quiet at uh, Headingley. Well, 
Uh, good luck. Good luck with that. I've been in the been in the Western Territory <laughs> a few times myself, and it's it's really quiet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it certainly will be. Now, one of the I think one of the most memorable moments of the tournament uh, so so far was was probably poor old Alex Hales um, <laughs> getting his ball dropped <laughs> by Reese Topley. Uh, you you know your batting career, you've, you've faced some of the best bowlers in the world. Did any of them inflict any particularly memorable blows? And did anyone ever get you twice in a row like, like, like Reese Topley did to Alex? Well, oh, not twice, but one, once was enough. Uh, Shane Watson got me in a shield game down in Tassie one year when the wicket was a bit up and down and. He actually split the box and I got called. Mm-hmm. So uh, it uh, wasn't painful, but it was just um, we had to stop the game for about 10 minutes when the physio came out to, to cut the, um, my protector so I could <laughs> obviously extract. So uh, <laughs> it was um, it actually didn't hurt at all, so I was, I was pretty lucky about that. But, um, yeah, the boys obviously get a bit of humour out of it when you get hit there. So um, I, I saw Liam Livingston got hit in the Big Bash a few years ago uh, playing for the Scorchers. So that... That um, gave the boys a fair bit of amusement seeing his reaction on the got picked up on the stump mic, and I think it was pretty similar the other night with Alex Hales. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, you get a little sympathy. Everyone else is uh, in the tired ground. I think is actually creased up with laughter. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess moving us on a little bit from 100, it's, it's kind of not the only new tournament on the block uh, this year. We've seen the um, the first World Test Championship. Um, obviously, neither England nor Australia qualified for that final, but. The former test player. Just, so where do you where do you sort of see the the status of the test game at the moment? Uh, you know, kind of what you know, do you, are you a fan of the World Test Championship? Do you think that that can kind of get more interest back into the into the test game? Yeah, look, I um I've, I've loved that concept. I think obviously it didn't quite play out how they would have liked. Obviously, with everyone playing each other home and away equally, and it, and it didn't come down to that. But obviously, COVID played a part in that, and I think everyone understands that. But moving forward. You know, hopefully, if we do get back to normality um, in the next couple of years, uh, whenever that may be, that um, you know, I think there, there's certainly merit with it. I think you know, New Zealand winning that Test Championship um, were you know deserved winners. Uh, they played very well at uh, the Rose Bowl, and India deserved to be up there as well. So I think it, it certainly rewards the teams that have been consistent over a long period of time. And um, yeah, look, I, I think it's got merit, and hopefully, uh, it's a big carrot for teams to, to try and, you know, take uh, the, the Future Tours program seriously in terms of, yeah, qualifying and, and playing in that final because it's a great achievement. Obviously, well, I guess I couldn't really have an Australian Test cricket on the, on the show you know, without without talking about about the Ashes, um, you know, coming up this winter. Um, I mean, firstly, do you, do you think it's going to go ahead? What what sort of noise are you hearing, you know, from back home in Australia about the about the COVID situation? Do you think? Do you think look, to be honest, look to be honest, oh, I can't say I'm qualified to to um, answer that because ultimately it's you know it's up to the government and the powers that be there, the cricket authorities, um, no doubt working behind the scenes. I'm only speculating because you know COVID it just keeps changing all the time back in Australia with restrictions and lockdowns, so. Um, yeah, I've got no idea when it comes to that, unfortunately. Cool. But I guess, assuming it, assuming it happens, how do you, how do you see the two teams are, are shaping up? Um, all the talk here in England at the minute is about our batting lineup. Who is Australian? Who, who do you not want to see in it <laughs> to give off the Australian oh, best chances? Something else. Look, I think, uh, I mean, in our home conditions, I think our, our players are comfortable playing at home. So I'd expect us to go into the, the series as favourites. But, what I will say is that, you know, we've potentially got, you know, um, 
spots to fill in our batting lineup as well. I think there's obviously, you know, a number of players, probably three or four players that you'd say are locks in our batting lineup with, you know, Warner and Smith and Labashane and, and young Cameron Green who had a very good start last summer as well. But there's still probably a couple of spots up for grabs in that top six. I think our bowling lineup pretty much picks itself and, and it sounds like they'll try and rotate the bowlers through what is a tough schedule coming up with the T20 World Cup and the Ashes and all that. So um, it's purely around, I guess, yeah, how our top six looks and whether we're going to get you know enough runs there. But I think in our home conditions, I'd, I'd back our boys to get the job done in the Ashes. I think England, um, you do have obviously issues with their top six at the moment. So that'll be interesting to see how it plays out against India. Uh, we saw that you know in the first test at Nottingham and potentially how they pick the team for Lords for tomorrow's test match. So, um, yeah, I think there's no doubt there's, you know, it's going to be some great cricket played and um, I think the, the difference will be just, yeah, how England adapt to Australian conditions because they are so different to England. Well, it's there, certainly, yeah, I'm looking forward to, I guess, all the you know, Australians are itching to, um, itching to see England you know, come, come over and have a, have a pop at us. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll... Uh, and your fingers crossed it fingers crossed it happens look Simon I know you've got yeah. a busy day um, ahead you know preparing for the um, preparing for your next game so I'll let you go but thanks very much for taking the time out to, uh, to join us here at the Hunter Club um, hope you uh, have a uh, great uh, rest of the tournament and uh, yeah thanks thanks once again for being on the show my pleasure thanks very much for having me